Welcome to I Thought I Was Over This. I'm your host, Dr. Kimber, a licensed clinical psychologist, trauma healer, and fellow life journeyer. Every episode, we dive into the science of humaning. And whether you find yourself feeling like you've just hit an iceberg and don't know where help is coming from, or you're ready to trade in your raft for something bigger, you aren't alone. Grab what you need, get comfortable, and let's do this. I am so excited that you are here today. We are going to start a new series. This is going to be a shorter series. I'm going to start doing two to three episodes on a topic rather than an entire season like I did with sleep. And this first series that I'm going to do is how do I know if I need help? And if I need help, where do I go? So a question I get in my private practice a lot is, do I need medication? I want to kind of talk through that with you. And just as a reminder, even though I'm a clinical psychologist. I'm not your clinical psychologist. So these things are all suggestions. They're not your personal prescription of what you ought to do. Most psychologists cannot prescribe medication. Some can. There are certificate programs, but for the most part, psychologists aren't medication prescribers. One of the first things that I ask my clients is, how are you functioning? I think it's really important to get a sense of what do you need to do that you're not doing and that medication might be able to help you do. And of course, there's lots of different kinds of medication, right? There's anti-anxiety, antidepressant, antipsychotic, there's ADHD, there is medication to help you if you have obsessive compulsive tendencies. There's lots of different things and many things that I haven't even mentioned can be prescribed medication. But I think the most important question you can ask yourself is what is getting in the way? And if you alleviate the symptoms, can you do what you aren't able to do now. It's really about the severity of symptoms because if you're not getting out of bed, for one, right, and going to work, which would then cause other complete chaos in your life because you're gonna get fired if you don't go to work eventually. And so that will cause stressor after stressor after stressor. And in those kind of situations, that is a crisis. You need immediate help if you cannot find a way to get yourself out of bed. And the other thing that I like to touch on is how do you feel about medication? What is your bias about it? Do you think it's okay? Do you feel shame about it? Do you think that it's a crutch? Do you recognize that it can be helpful for a time? Are you afraid you're going to be on it for a lifetime? What is your story that you have, your beliefs that you have about medication? Because Those beliefs, whether you're conscious of them or not, are going to impact your listening. We all have this confirmation bias inside of us. And if we know what our bias is, then we can look for things we don't even necessarily recognize. We're looking to validate our perspective and how we can enter into an exploration with more open-mindedness 
can be that we recognize what our biases are and gather information that supports that, but then also go to the other side, you know, get that devil's advocate. And so it's important to identify what your biases are at the forefront because how you listen to this podcast is going to be filtered through the lens that you have inside of you, whether you're conscious of it or not. So I think it's worth looking at those or naming them in this moment and say, you know, I'm really against it. And when we're really against it, then we have a tendency to kind of minimize our symptoms or sometimes we can only focus on those and we only have contact with what's going wrong And that can keep us paralyzed and in bed because we're only noticing the part of us that's so fatigued and tired, wants to stay in bed all day. And what we fail to recognize is that there's a part of us that actually is getting anxious because we're not performing the duties that we know we need to do in order to kind of function, in order to pay our bills, in order to be a contributing household member. So we want to get to know our mind because it can be a tricky thing. Our mind is both so utterly amazing and resilient at the same time fragile. We can create habits for good in the same amount of time that we could slide down the slope and create habits that are really self-sabotaging and destructive. So in regards to functioning, I really like to say, you know, if you can't perform your adult duties, which includes bathing, socializing, cleaning, and also if you're able to work, if these things have been compromised, then to me, you might need a bigger boost than someone who is able to go to work, but is still feeling like, He's walking through mud all the time and nothing that he used to enjoy, he's enjoying and he just feels like his life is meaningless and where is the joy anymore? Someone like that, I would say, is kind of in the gray area because the duties are performed, but the experience of going to work is so different. And so I think it would be helpful to kind of check in with yourself and see what you've done, what you haven't done, as well as maybe collaborate with a professional. As I've mentioned, we can be deceitful to ourselves. We can minimize. So I keep a list. Look at self-care habits and keep track. If you need to put a piece of scratch paper by your bed with a reminder on your phone to write how many hours have you gotten to sleep. In regards to your eating habits, maybe you need a piece of scratch paper in the kitchen. What did you eat? When did you eat? Are you skipping meals? Are you only snacking all day? Can you make a meal? And then look at things like, when's the last time you had human contact and texting does not count? Things like, Are you going to work? How many days have you called out sick this week, this month? When's the last time you showered? What's your mood been like all day? And for me, if your mood is depressed, if it's sad, what are the circumstances? Does that fit what's going on in your life? Or has it kind of come out of the blue and it's something that feels very 
incongruent. It doesn't match what's going on in your life. Is it something you've addressed before? Our nervous systems really can get into a place where maybe something was triggered from your past that you didn't realize is triggered and it needs help getting worked out. In those kind of situations, it's kind of a gray area. Medication for me is not the first thing that I'm going to recommend. But if you have not gotten help and the way you're running your life right now is not good, it might need to be one of the things that you do first. So that's my first thing. That's of the decision tree. How are you functioning? How severe is it? What do you know about your family history of mental health? What do your genetics give you or don't give you? What kind of single event traumas or developmental trauma did you have? What losses are in your life? What stress is going on? Did you get a promotion at work? Are you doing some creative endeavors? Are you maybe practicing confrontation in a new way? Did you have a breakup, a medical diagnosis that has caused a lot of anxiety and uncertainty? All of these things contribute to needing to adjust and make space for something new in your life. And you want to look at how is my mind doing that? I can have seasons where I fall into the depressed mood and my younger self would really isolate. I would kind of like grind through it. It wouldn't always make sense why I was feeling weighted and nothing that I seemed to do could shift out of it. And what I've learned now is that my decision to isolate and ruminate or start thinking about the things that aren't going well, the way that I'm filtering it just feeds into that depressed mood. And before I know it, I could really be having a hard time doing the things that I know I need to do. So you want to get to know the patterns that you have inside of you so that you can stop the cycle. I would say the last five years, I've really honed in on what do I do to help me when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? I love the story of Dr. Dan Siegel. He really shares his own struggle and episodes with depression. And one of the things he talks about are some of the mental games that he'll play if he wakes up, feel this weightedness, and then he'll do these mind games. And to try to shift his mood. There's some times when we have patterns. I have had severe depression in my life. I have been suicidal. I have thought that it would be better to die than to live. And the pressure that I felt in my younger years, just trying to get over this weightedness that was inside of me, it took a lot of effort. And a lot of therapy, to be honest. I just share that because our mental health symptoms are not easy, but somehow we got to befriend them as they show up. Where do I want to go with this? If you need medication, you want to get some help. Where do you go? Well, psychologists have usually an academic or a clinical training, background training, 
And you can go through a certificate program in order to be able to prescribe medication. This is unlike a psychiatrist who specializes in mental health and has gone through medical school and they have done a specialty, they are board certified, and this is what they do, right? They focus on prescriptions and how to change mental health. Certain psychiatrists have been trained in therapy. I always like to ask if they are doing therapy, what is their training? I think that they need to have done training outside of medical school. To be honest, I don't think medical school adequately trains psychiatrists to do therapy. So what kind of extra training have they gotten? There are some good psychiatrists out there who can also do therapy, but you need to do your homework. You need to do your research to make sure that you are with one if you want both therapy and medication. How can you get medication in a professional medical setting? General practitioners, internists, different doctors who don't have the specialty of psychiatry can prescribe psychiatric medication. And I think depending on what your symptoms are would determine whether or not you want to get treated from your general practitioner or to go to a psychiatrist. I know flying, the fear of flying is a massive anxiety trigger. And I actually don't see any problem if you are having panic attacks, have to be escorted, like all of those things that is really severely impacting your ability to travel, especially if you have to travel for work, then yeah, if you've seen your general practitioner, they're willing to prescribe you medication. I don't see any issues with that really, like it's situational that you're using it, you're under the care of a physician. But in situations like depression, there are quite a few different classifications. And when you first start on a medication, you don't know if it's going to work because you may not know what type of medication you need. And here's where a psychiatrist can be so beneficial because we have clusters of symptoms that go hand in hand with depression. We can have an agitated depression or a frozen depression. We can have a complex depression that shows up with mood swings and is actually bipolar. So there's lots of different nuances. And in those cases, you're going to want a professional to walk with you so that you can get the right prescription, you get the right dosage, those type of things. I do not recommend using someone who isn't a psychiatrist, but you could be in a predicament where you can't get into a psychiatrist for several months. You're not going to work. You keep skipping work and your general practitioner can get you in. Well, antidepressants take a little time to kick in. So maybe you start there until you get an appointment with a psychiatrist, or possibly you have to go through your general practitioner in order to get to the psychiatrist in order for your insurance to pay. You know, there's lots of hoops. And so I want you to use my words very flexibly. I want you to be able, if you have insurance, to use your insurance. How can you make that happen? Maybe you haven't found a competent psychiatrist because that happens. 
And so you want to pay out of pocket, find what works, and then work out with that psychiatrist to move over to someone who's on your insurance panel. So there's ways to be really creative. I've kind of just said the spiel, but it depends on how complicated your symptoms are. The more complicated your symptoms are, the more complicated your family history is, the more I really recommend you seeing a psychiatrist. Other people who can prescribe medication, I think in some states, psychiatric nurses can, and some physician's assistants. When you're getting help with your mind, I just say, you want to know what is their education, what's their experience, what their training level is. If they feel very defensive in you asking, I think that's a red flag. You have a right to know where, how your person is trained. That informs you of what might be their biases. So some of my patients say no to prescription medication. I'm going to try like St. John's Wort or some of the millions of supplements that are out there. Here's what I would say to that. You could try them. All supplements are not the same. In the supplement industry, if you're buying supplements from Trader Joe's, those are not a high quality supplement. They just aren't. If you are going to try a supplement for your mental health, you want to go to someone who has a high caliber supplement. Usually that means that they've gotten tested from an independent lab. The FDA does not regulate these things. If you're going to use a supplement, okay, you're going to put that in your body. It's not regulated versus prescription meds. Well, those are regulated. If you're getting 25 milligrams of Celexa, well, that's the same everywhere. But if you're taking one pill of a supplement from one bottle, it may not be the same potency in the next bottle that you get. But don't get stuck in thinking that supplements are somehow better than prescription meds. They're both being taken to alter your mind. And if your symptoms are really causing you to isolate, not do what needs to be done, you're having crying spells or you can't sleep for days, you feel like ants are going in your body, you're starting to hear voices, like all of these things, those need to be taken care of with prescription meds. So just to recap, what's your functioning level? We have biases, we minimize, we think we're doing better than we are. I didn't mention before, but ask people, hey, how's my mood? How's my anger? How am I showing up here? Get feedback, but also you can take your own inventory. Look at your sleep, look at your eating habits, look at your exercise, look at your socializing. Again, texting does not count. Just Get a sense of where you are. Get an honest, real sense of where you're at in order for you to determine what help you need. You can always collaborate with a psychiatrist. A tendency though, if you're hesitant about getting medication, you're gonna share what your best days are. Not that you're intentionally deceptive, but we have a tendency to wanna put our best foot forward. I want you, if you're going in, to see if you need prescription, to be sharing what are your worst days, how often do they happen, when did your symptoms start, and then looking from there, are there other ways that you can shift out 
if you're in the gray area where you're kind of going down, what are the behaviors you need to do? What are the kind of people contacts that you need to be making in order to shift? You know, once we start going down in the direction of having worse symptoms, it's kind of like what happens with inertia. It's harder to stop, but it's possible to stop. So how do you need to do that? And what can you do to get that boost? So I hope this has been helpful. I hope this gives you a roadmap into what you can do, what you might need to find more ease, to find more support if you find yourself at this time in a mental health crisis or feeling like you may be headed there. Be well, sign up for my newsletter. I would love to support you in that way. I give you reflection questions. I give you ways of being, suggestions I share from my own life. It can be found at drkimber.net. As always, it's great to be with you. Be well. Mm -hmm.